soldier, uh, we know when you go into battle, you don't go into battle without your armor on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be uh, suicide, right? Yeah. That would be ridiculous, right? <laughs> and so uh, we do. And so it's important for us to be clothed in God's armor as well. And so that's what we want to do is kind of go through some different things. And uh, so we're going to be talking about the enemy tonight. Because we know before you go into battle, you've got to know who the enemy is. And so we're going to kind of talk about that tonight. So if we will, we'll just go to the Lord in prayer. And uh, we'll just get this party started, okay? Good old Bible study party. That's what we're doing. Father, we just give you praise and honor and glory for all that you do in our life. We thank you, Lord, for this time together, Lord, where we can share in your word. What a great opportunity this is for each and every one of us. Uh, Lord, it's our prayer, God, that, uh, that Lord, that uh, we just ask you just to uh, meet us where we're at. We know, God, as we go to you right now, we have your full undivided attention. And, Lord, we want you to have our full undivided attention, not just during Bible study time, but, Lord, each and every day, God, that we have to have an awareness of the fact that you go with us. You're as close as the mention of your name, Jesus. Lord, you're in us, you're with us, and you're upon us. And, Lord, uh, in the presence of the power of the Holy Spirit in us, God, to lead us and guide us into all truth. And, uh, Lord, we just thank you, God, for this time together. We lift up those who may be sick, who are suffering uh, from the coronavirus and all those things. Lord, we lift up there are certain families, the Edmondson, the family, Sister Pat's got family and friends who have, uh, Lord, have definitely been impacted uh, by the coronavirus. In fact, she had a family member that passed away. And, Lord, and uh, we just pray, God, that you would bless the rest of her family and that you, they would find comfort and assurance in you, Jesus, that you are in charge and large of all everything that's going on, Lord. We also lift up for you... Um, Sister Isaida, Lord, who I know is going to be going up to spend some time with her daughter. And uh, I just pray, Lord, as we lift up Sister Isaida, God, that you would bless her tremendously. Wrap your loving arms around her and give her comfort and peace of mind as Brother Tim has gone in the presence of Jesus. And, uh, Lord, I can only imagine what he is uh, doing right now. And, Father, mm-hmm. what an uh, absolute blessing that must be for him. And, Father, we just give you praise for that. Friedland, Oscar, Bachman, we lift them up to you. We know they got family members also impacted and uh, some deaths in the family, a cousin and a cousin's son. Uh, in fact, the father and son both had passed away from the virus. We pray, God, that you be the God of all comfort for them. Uh, Lord, we have a special young lady by the name of Shakira. Uh, Lord, and Diana and Angel and them and their family up in New York. Uh, Shakira lost her father due to the coronavirus. She's one of our former students. And, Lord, we just pray a special blessing upon her, a special blessing upon, uh, Lord, the entire family up there, God, that you would wrap your loving arms around. So many of their family members are sick from this virus. I pray, God, that as you continue to do your perfect work, uh, Lord, help us to just take a pause and just to think about you and to know, God, that you are faithful to us. Uh, Lord, even when we're not faithful to you, you remain faithful. You're steadfast. You're sure. You're our salvation. Lord, your grace and mercy flows and is upon our lives. And God, you're always there, and you're there to pick us up. You're there to sustain us. You're there to steer us in the right direction. And God, we just want you uh, to be praised, Lord, tonight. Lord, we thank you for this Bible study in the book of Ephesians. Uh, We just thank you for all that you're doing and all that you're going to do tonight. Lord, just use us, Lord. Uh, We're not anything. We just want to be servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, Lord, we just want you to use us for your uh, ultimate glory and, uh, Lord, for our good. And, Lord, just help us, Lord, to be sensitive to your word and sensitive to your spirit in us. And, God, that we would speak freely as Holy Spirit, you lead us to do that tonight as we study. So, God, we just give you praise for it all. For it's in Jesus' name. 
We pray, Lord, if anybody's out there doesn't know you as Savior, Lord, touch their life tonight. We thank you for that in Christ's name. Amen, 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 amen. amen. All right. Back when I was in student ministry, I would pray like that. And my leaders, I used to have quite a few leaders, and we get done, they say, <laughs> Brother Phil, that's a neck breaker. Ah, you know, so and that's what I used to do. And we used to pray like that. And uh, I miss some of those times on uh, Wednesday nights like this. We'd get around, and we'd have a little supper together, and they'd come in from work. And we used to have a good time, and we'd spend time in the Word of God and prayer. Uh, but And that's what we're doing tonight. So we're just coming to you. Uh, we just want you just to be... Uh, uh, just uh, just enjoy uh, tonight, and then we can enjoy our time together. Uh, we know that you can see us, but we can't really see you. <laughs> but we can see a couple people. But anyway, we're just so appreciative of uh, the fact that there's opportunity. So tonight, as we go into armor God, that's in the book of Ephesians. Of course, uh, who wrote the book of Ephesians? Right, the Apostle Paul did. Apostle Paul wrote the book of Ephesians, and where was he when he wrote it? Right, he was in prison. Yeah, he was incarcerated. And so Paul found himself incarcerated an awful lot, right? So this is one of his prison epistles or prison letters. And so that he had written to the Ephesians, one of the new churches. If you remember in the book of Acts, you kind of get your mind going back to the book of Acts. And when he was in, 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 in Ephesus, uh, there were a lot of different people that came in there. And there were a lot of different churches that he had started. And, and that was the beginning of it. And we know that the people were eager to hear his word. And then he left and went on back to Antioch, right? And went through Jerusalem, if you remember right. And so they, but he did finally come back to Ephesus. And he spent a couple of years there as he was teaching uh, and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he was making disciples and he was training disciples. And, and so when you look in Revelation at the seven churches in Revelation, uh, it was most likely that those seven churches were started because of Paul's ministry in Ephesus. And so this is a, a kind of an interesting thing. So, so Paul, he finally, he's arrested and he's thrown in prison. And so we see here, uh, as we go to the armor of God, that he is probably uh, chained to a Roman soldier. And as he's sitting there, just picture him being chained to a Roman soldier, looking at what's going on. And uh, seeing the armor that the soldier's wearing, and I'm sure the Holy Spirit of God is anointing him, showing him something about that. And he was just, wasn't just writing about armor, just to write about armor. He was writing about armor uh, so that he would give us a tool or an application for us. So as we go through the armor of God and if we talk about it from week to week, uh, just be encouraged by this. Uh, let you know what we don't need to be fearful of anything. God has our back, and uh, we're going to find out tonight as we go into this that it's pretty good. So, uh, of course, identifying the enemy is a huge part of it, you know, and that's, that's a hard part even in the natural part uh, today uh, for our soldiers is that, you know, a lot of times we'd go into battle, and the enemy, <laughs> sometimes they, they blend in with the friendlies, and so it's hard to distinguish between the good guys or the bad guys, you know, and so... But the, but the important thing is there would be a lot of research done, a lot of watching going on, and then they would actually, today's technology, they can pinpoint exactly facial recognition of who the enemy would be versus who the good guys are, you know? And so they're able to do that today. And listen, but we need to see who the enemy is because the enemy is pretty what? 
He's pretty he's, slick. He's slick. He's, he's slick. He is yeah, slick. He is, How slick he is. is he? He's very slick. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get her to say it anyway. Uh-uh. But he's very but slick, but he's cunning. He is so cunning. He's, crafty. He's, he's very crafty. That's right. That's right. That's he's right. a deceiver. He's a deceiver. That's a right. master deceiver. Master and deceiver. And he lies. And he lies. He lies. That's he right. lies like a rug. Lies like lies a rug. Lies like yes, a rug. That's what he does. So, <laughs> so the deceiver, we know, and uh, in the South, we call him Slewfoot. You ever heard that term? <laughs> I never forget when I first came here and was preaching a message, I talked about old Slewfoot, and one of our members looked over at the former pastor and said, who is Slewfoot? <laughs> <laughs> so for some of you from the New England area, Slewfoot is another name in the South for the devil. So, uh, hey, you learned something new today. All right, that's cool. So anyway, uh, yeah, we're going to get into this. And so the armor of God identifying the enemy. You know, he said, finally be strong in the Lord and strength of his might, putting on the whole armor of God. And so uh, I'm going to read through Ephesians chapter Mm -hmm. 6 and starting in verse 10 through uh, 19, 20. And it says here, talking about Christian warfare, right? He says, finally, he said, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Mm Mm-hmm. Put on the full armor. He didn't say half armor, part armor. He said the full armor of God so that you can stand against what? The tactics of the devil. And he's got many of them, folks. Mm -hmm. For our battle is not against what? Flesh and blood. That's key. Isn't that key? Mm -hmm. Not against flesh and blood. blood. But against what? The rulers, against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil. Where? In the heavens. This is why you must take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day and having prepared everything to take your stand. Stand therefore with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest and your feet sandaled with readiness for the gospel of peace. In every situation, take the shield of faith and with it you will be able to what? Extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is God's Word. Pray at all times in the Spirit with every prayer and request. And stay alert in this with all perseverance and intercession for all the saints. He says, pray also for me. Paul said, pray for him uh, that the message may be given to me when I open my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of God. But how we need to probably circle that verse and apply it to our own life, you mm-hmm. know? I think mm-hmm. about that, and I said, wow, that's good. And he says this, for this I am an ambassador in chains. There you know, now we know he's in prison. Pray that I might be bold enough in him to speak as I should. And if we remember, Paul was, it was prophetic for him that that, that he would speak also before kings and, mm-hmm. and different and people of authority. So, so he was looking for that boldness because he would probably have to go before Felix and the governor and all this and, and be able to speak. And he would share the gospel and, and almost where it, would bring the, where it would bring the king to say, hey, would, Paul, would you save me? And so there's, there's a lot of things where Paul is prepared. He is prepared for every opportunity of every day. So with that, there's the first thing that we want to talk about is there's always a battle taking place in the world and where? In our lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, Around we're us. in the midst of it right mm-hmm. now, right? We are. With this plague right. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's a battle. And as long as there is an enemy, listen, there will always be a battle. Mm-hmm. And in this life, we know there is, there is certainly an enemy. 
And, you know, for some people during this time and with this virus that's out there, mm -hmm. um, some people just get fearful about those right. things and it causes anxiety yeah. in them. And that's one of the schemes. I mean, yeah. that's one of the ways he can get to us and mm -hmm. take our focus off of the Lord Jesus Christ. So right. um, we just have to be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. And so many times I think people are fighting a battle and they don't even, they don't even realize they're fighting against an enemy. Right. I mean, they're just, they're just doing life and they think, oh, life is so difficult and they're fearful of their own mm -hmm. life. And so we as Christians ought not be that way. Mm -hmm. we, should be, um, we should be able to be grounded in his word enough mm -hmm. and to know that the presence of the Spirit in us would give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm -hmm. And so it's really critical for us to understand and to be prepared, which is why we need to have the whole armor mm -hmm. of God on. So, right. so, so listen, I want to bring to your attention, there are like three enemies in the world today. Uh, there's the world, and there's the flesh, and then there's the devil. Uh, the Bible speaks of each one. There's the world, there's the flesh, and then there's the devil. And truly the devil is foundational, listen, mm -hmm. in the other two. Mm -hmm. So, so wherever, wherever there's a devil, there's always another level, and it's something, <laughs> and he's somewhere, right? And so, but he's out there, and he's out there, and, but he's foundational and fundamental to everything that we see in the world today. In fact, it started way back when. You know, so the world has made and created things which only comes from God. But in the flesh, we don't see it that way mm -hmm. sometimes. We see our accomplishments as something we have done, not God, but must be careful. We can take no credit for anything that the devil, uh, that the devil traps. It's the devil's trap. And so when I look back, and I look back at creation, and I look back in Genesis, I look at Adam and Eve, the devil was present there in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And listen, the pres and he's still here today in the book mm -hmm. of Ephesians. He said he is the prince of the power of the air, mm -hmm. and he wreaks havoc mm -hmm. with his demons, and, uh, and there's dominion here that he has here, and he mm -hmm. tries to thwart all of our effectiveness in every way. And so there is a battle. There will always be a battle. And listen, you can expect that battle at any time. It's always, mm -hmm. always there. Yeah, you, know, it, you want to add to that? Yeah, that's the thing about it. Expect that there will be a battle because he tells us that it's going to be there. So you can sit passively by, but it's still mm -hmm. going to be there. So we should be on the alert. Be, be you know, he, he's seeking to whom he may devour, right? And he's always crouching at the door. So if we are um, aware and we know, mm -hmm. and we're alert, then we know how, with the armor of God, we know how to thwart those uh, fiery darts that come our way. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's amazing. I was thinking about awesome. how we put our faith in different things, you know. And that's <laughs> what I was talking about. The world has made and created things, which only comes uh, from God, but in the flesh we don't see it that way. But here's the thing. It's like I was thinking about our faith, and I was thinking about, you know, how, how, how trusting we are to man-made things. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think about riding a roller coaster, right? Y'all been on a roller coaster, right? Or ride on a jet airplane, right? These are man-made things that God has given man wisdom to be able to mm -hmm. develop and do. Yeah. But here we were, we will strap ourselves in a roller coaster that does 80 miles an hour and does loop-de-loops and upside down and everything. And then we sit there and we, and we put so much faith in stock that every bolt is tight. <laughs> that every strap works, right? <laughs> that it's going to stay on the track as it goes. And, and we put so much faith in that, but then when it comes to God, it's almost like we don't put the amount of faith in to God that we do in man-made things. Mm -hmm. And that, that should never be. So, you know, we've got to be careful. You know, we just have to watch out. We can't need no credit for anything. That the devil, it's the devil's trap, so we can't take credit for anything. 
And so many people are trying to make things themselves and make their life for themselves, and they're not trusting in the Lord to do that, who has given them a great opportunity and whatnot. So, so the first thing we've got to look at is what? We're looking at what? There's always a battle taking place mm-hmm. in the world, right? That's right. And let's not forget that. And here's the thing that in that, though, don't we always struggle? We all struggle. We do struggle, mm-hmm. and it's, it's an invisible battle, so we mm-hmm. don't see it. But see, when we, uh, one of the things that Paul says there towards the end is to pray, right. you know? And mm-hmm. it's such a powerful gift God gives us is to pray. And when mm-hmm. we're praying, we're interrupting those things that may come against us, you know, because we have victory in the name mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ. That's right. So when we're praying in the name of Jesus, we get victory over Absolutely. that, you know, because we're got the focus on where it needs mm-hmm. to be, not mm-hmm. on the stuff going mm-hmm. on around us. Yeah, and there is, like I said, there's always struggle, and there's struggle, there's struggle for us. There's been struggle in our past. There's, there's been struggle in all kind of different things, you know, and so the thing is, is that it's putting, realizing the struggle is real, the struggle's going to happen, mm-hmm. and who you put your faith and trust in in order to get through it. In fact, verse 12, look at verse 12 here. It says, mm-hmm. for our battle is not against what? It's not against the flesh, flesh. and the blood, but it's, it's against the rulers against the authorities, against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces, where? Of evil in the heavens. Mm-hmm. So it's above us and beyond mm-hmm. us. That's right. And that's where the forces of wickedness are operating right mm-hmm. now. And listen, and it does affect us and what's going on. So there will always be a struggle, and you mm-hmm. can what? You can count it. Count on it. It's right? unavoidable. That's right. It's there. It's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we must have an awareness of this struggle, and we must expect it. Remember when I talked about conflict a few mm-hmm. weeks back? You, mm-hmm. see, we're, you know, you got to expect conflict. It's going to happen because we live in a wicked, fallen world. And the devil's out there seeking whom he may devour. And he wants to devour each and every one of That's us. Right. That's he right. He wants to destroy us. He wants, to get, he wants us to lose purpose. confidence in God. Mm-hmm. He wants us to doubt God. Mm-hmm. And you're right. And it is. It's his absolute purpose to, mm-hmm. to, defy, uh, to defy our effectiveness in uh, serving the Lord and bringing God glory and reaching others for Jesus Christ. So we must do that. So the question is, will we engage that struggle? Man, we need to engage that struggle. And so many times we don't. It's, it, the struggle's there. It's unavoidable. It's there. Mm-hmm. But we must come to grips with it. And listen, as we do, as we go in, you know, we, we go into this world. And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit lives in you, the moment you walk out your door... And sometimes not even before you go out the door, but you walk out there and you got this big, big old target, target. on your back. And you know, when the devil sees, he says, hey, there's one of those, there's one of those, there's one of those Jesus believers right there. And I want to get them and I'm going to shoot that dart at them and I'm going to create all kinds of havoc in their life and I'm going to render them ineffective. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, we got to expect that there's going to be, uh, there's going to be, the enemy wants all of us to be defeated. Mm-hmm. And never forget that. It's his mission for all people, especially those in the family of God, the church. People are not our problems. It's the enemy is our problem. Mm-hmm. And so many times we'll blame other people for where they, way they treat us. Rather than looking at the root of the problem. And the root of the problem is what? It's the devil. It, it is, because mm-hmm. he's, he's invisible. But mm-hmm. just because you can't see him does not mean that he's not That's real. Right. He'd like mm-hmm. for you to think that. <laughs> That's exactly so, right. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the number three uh, I put on here is so the enemy is invisible, yeah. uh, but very real. That's what she just talked about. The spirit realm mm-hmm. in heavenly places. He is deceptive, always lurking, always ready to pounce on you, mm-hmm. right? Right? Mm-hmm. He's always 
Sin yeah. is always crouching at the door. And where does it come from? It comes from the devil who is crouching at the door, mm-hmm. ready to pounce on you. It's like that whack-a-mole story that I heard uh, Priscilla Shire talk about. Uh, yes, she talked uh, about the whack-a-mole game. It was, cool. um, she took her young son to a, a little um, a trunk or treat at a church, and they made a game in the back of a truck, and they had um, built this uh, whack-a-mole in the back of the truck. So this now, little boy... Well, you might not know what whack-a-mole is, right? So you know, the one where a uh, little, little mole pops, pops up, and up. you pop him, and you have to hit him. It's one of those whack little games. Whack him in the head, that's he, right. He pops up, and you mm-hmm. whack him. He pops up somewhere else. So mm-hmm. a little boy behind her could not figure out why, what was mm-hmm. the point to this game. If, if every time I hit it, it comes back up, why mm-hmm. am I doing this? What is the purpose? Mm-hmm. So he runs by everyone in the line. He goes up to the truck and pulls the cloth off the table that's hiding these adults with puppets. Mm -hmm. So they're all exposed. And that's like, Mm -hmm. that's why we should watch. We should Mm -hmm. see because, you know, Satan's always going to have things popping up in our lives, popping up in our lives. And if Mm -hmm. we just hit it and it keeps going away and we never get to the root of what is going on, Mm -hmm. then it's just, it just keeps popping up, popping up. So we have to look behind the curtain and see who that enemy is. See all them adults putting the (laughs) the moles up, right? Yeah, all the Yeah. I used to do it. So that was really good. And so we see, uh, we must see the enemy in order to fight him. And Satan is not God's peer, remember this, or counterpart. Mm -hmm. He is not God. Mm -mm. He is not omnipresent. He is not omnipotent. Listen, he isn't everywhere. He can't even be everywhere at the same time. This is why he's got so many demons that Mm -hmm. do a lot of his bidding for him. But here's the thing is that he is not God's peer or counterpart. Listen, he is not God. And he can't do anything apart from God allowing him. Remember that too. God has to allow him. So, so if something comes against you, know that God allowed that to happen to you because he knows that with faith in Jesus Christ that you have the power that dwells within to overcome anything, mm. especially if you're prepared for it. And sometimes things come across us. Sometimes I think sometimes things come across because maybe we're not prepared as we should be. And maybe it's to wake us up to the idea that, hey, we can't do it. We've got to let Jesus do it in us. And man, we got to, maybe there's something in your life that you got to repent of and you got to say, Lord, forgive me. Or maybe you forgot to put your armor on that morning. It's, 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 it's so, it is so <laughs> yeah. important. You know, one thing, mm-hmm. Phil, that I have learned in doing this study with our ladies is that mm-hmm. you know, we've all read through Ephesians. Mm-hmm. We've heard it. We've heard messages on it. Mm-hmm. And, but when I really started studying the pieces mm-hmm. and the purpose, Satan, what, what he is really after, mm-hmm. um, you can see in your own life, you can you can look at it and see, you know, that is such a vital part. Paul put it there for a reason, That's right? right? That's it's right. such a vital part of what we should do every day is, is being prepared and asking, mm-hmm. and, you know, inviting God into that by mm-hmm. praying that, that armor mm-hmm. on because then that gives us the protection. Without it, we're unprotected mm-hmm. and he can mm-hmm. shoot that. That's right. <laughs> so when I think about the men, I say, hey, men. How many of you get up in the morning and get your bowl of Cheerios and drink your coffee or milk, <laughs> and then you go shooting out the door and you haven't prepared for nothing? Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing is you end up you're going out in the battle and you're ill-prepared and listen and you're you're like free game for the enemy. And so men, so many times, and it's hard for men to settle down and take our time to just hey, listen, it's vital that we spend time with Jesus. It's vital, listen. Just because the women do it doesn't mean that you don't have to do it, men, you know. And so, so the men need to come together. And listen, it's your responsibility as the leader of the home to make sure you're leading your family in the spiritual 
um, uh, awareness of who Jesus is in, uh, in, uh, in, in, in presenting the Word of God, living the Word of God, not just reading your Bible and saying a little prayer. I'm talking about you need to live what the Bible teaches. And here's the thing, if you're not even reading your Bible, there's no way that you can live what the Bible is teaching. There's no, it's impossibility. If you don't know what the Bible says about how you need to live your life, mm-hmm. then you got a situation where you are walking out as you're like a soldier who walks out with no nothing armor on, no anything on, and you're going out there and you're like, okay, shoot me, devil. Okay, shoot me. Here I am. <laughs> you know, you're out there committing spiritual suicide. And so I just want to encourage my men out here, you know, spend that daily time. Spend that time, especially now that some of you can spend that time. But listen, find a time, find a space, find a place where you connect with the Holy God so that he can instill within you his precepts and his principles. Mm-hmm. And listen, and these are one of the principles. This armor is a real deal. It's a something that we need to do because it's not, it's not armor like an everyday soldier. Mm-hmm. This is God's armor mm-hmm. for you. That's right. And it's for me. Paul didn't write this just to give an illustration. I promise you, he did not. He wrote to say, hey, listen, you need to protect this noggin, this brain up here. You need to protect this heart right here. You need to protect, you know, with your utility belt, all your utilities that you need to fight your warfare. You need, you, need to have, you need to have those shoes on so that you can be able to stand firm, at peace stand firm, you know, against the devil and, and the shield to deflect any of the enemy's uh, uh, ammunition that they're hurling your way. And then you got to have that sword, which we know is the word of God. So think about it. no word of God. There's no sword, no weapon. Mm-hmm. And it's an offensive weapon. That's it's right. meant to attack. Right. That's and right. so, so this is, I mean, this is really good. So we need to do that. So Satan is not God's peer. In fact, listen, let me read. Uh, in fact, Satan has to ask God permission to do anything to you. I want you to think about it. Look at Luke 22, verse 31. Luke 22, verse 31 says this. Simon, Simon, this is Peter, right? He said, look out. He says, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. And look what, what Jesus says. He says, but I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. So, you know, when I think about Peter and I think about the one who denied Jesus three times and one that that spoke too soon on the Mount of Transfiguration and wasn't thinking before he was speaking. And, and the one who said, uh, uh, Lord, do not wash, you're not going to wash my feet. Or the one that's whacking off the guy's ear in the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus is being captured and Jesus rebukes him. I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, I think Peter might have been tired of being rebuked by Jesus by then. But anyway, he did. He'd always got in trouble. So, so here's the thing, though. But see, Satan listen, has asked for permission to sift Peter like wheat. And so, and he'll do that for you, I'm sure. Look in Job. Job is another one, too. I think it's a good example in chapter 1, verse 8. It says, then the Lord said to Satan, listen to this, have you considered my servant Job? So God's kind of setting the stage here because he knows Job. He knows Job better than Job knows himself. And he knows exactly what Job's going to do, right? And so he says, no one else on earth is like him. He says, he is a man of what kind of integrity? Perfect integrity, right? And so, who fears God and turns away from evil? And look what Satan says. Look what Satan answered to the Lord. He said, does Job fear God for nothing? Haven't you placed a hedge around him, his household, and everything he owns? He says, you have blessed the work of his hands, 
and his possessions have increased in the land. And verse 11 says, but stretch out your hand and strike everything he owns and he will surely curse you to your face. And then very well, the Lord told Satan, everything he owns is in your power. However, you must not lay a hand on Job himself. So Satan left the Lord's presence. And we know the story of Job. We know how he lost his family, his kids, his house, his, his, uh, his, uh, his fortune. His, he lost everything. You know, his own wife told him to curse God and die because he was suffering so much. But at the same time, he was always worshiping the Lord. He loved the Lord. He worshiped the Lord. And God, at the end, ended up restoring everything back to Job. More so, four times mm-hmm. over than it was before. Mm-hmm. So listen, Satan just can't come into your life and do what he wants. He's got to ask permission of the Lord. And if he asks permission of the Lord, then there's something that God has in you that you're able to overcome because of his power, not your power. He's, God wants you to trust him with everything that you are. So it's cool. So the battle <laughs> is unavoidable. The battle's going to be there, and the enemy is invisible. We can't see him, can't right? See him. In heavenly places, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, spiritual forces in heavenly places. And listen, and it's going on even right now as we sit here and talk about it. Even the, I mean, the battles are going on even when we're trying to teach, you know, <laughs> to try to thwart us from bringing, being able to bring a truth uh, to each and every one of you or to discombobulate what we're thinking. But listen, that is true. we have the Holy Spirit That's within right. to be able to share without you know out to you so so one of the things about jesus he lives you know in heavenly places that mm-hmm. you and i we're all seated in the heavenlies in fact in ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 listen to about god's rich blessings it says praise the god and our father lord jesus christ who has what blessed us in christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens think about that he has blessed us in jesus jesus rose from the dead we celebrated sunday he sits at the Father's right hand, and listen, he has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. Look at verse 20 in Ephesians 1. God's power in Christ says, he demonstrated this power in the Messiah by raising him from the dead, which we just celebrated, and seating him at his right hand in the heavens. Isn't that awesome? And then look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. He said, this is so God's multifaceted wisdom may now be made known through the church to the rules and authorities in the heavens, mm-hmm. in the heavens. And then mm-hmm. Ephesians 2, and I like this scripture here because it really pertains to us specifically in verses 5 and 6. He made us alive. He made you and me as believers alive with the Messiah, even though we were dead in our trespasses and sin. He says, you are saved by grace, that unmerited, undeserved favor, right? And together with Christ Jesus, he also raised us up, listen to this, and seated us, you and me and all of us, in the heavens with Jesus Christ. It's because of our relationship, right? right. It's our relationship with Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ, and that's what connects us, allows us to be Mm -hmm. in those heavenly places. I just picture, you know, Jesus sitting next to God, and then I picture all these chairs on the side that's, what we're sitting, we're sitting up there, spiritually speaking, we're sitting with Jesus mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in the heavens. And so that's a, I just think that's just such a, such a very, very cool thing. Which so, is great because, because we are seated with him, it gives us the access mm-hmm. to all of those things you just read. Those that's spiritual right. blessings that he gives us, mm-hmm. it gives us the access. That's right. And we can tap into heavenly mm-hmm. places with Christ mm-hmm. and his presence is evident within us at this present time. So we can mm-hmm. go to him any time. God has provided a mechanism, listen, to tap into the spirit realm 
And what is that mechanism? That prayer. That's that, that prayer. prayer. We've got to be in prayer. We've got to Communicating with the Father. That's mm-hmm. right. We do. And so after the armor placement, Paul emphasizes prayer a multiple times. Mm-hmm. He says, man, pray, pray, pray. And then he goes down and he says, pray for me. Pray for my boldness. Pray for my courage. Pray <laughs> that I do the right thing. I mean, Paul's not only praying, but he's asking you and all of us to pray for him, all of his friends to pray for him while he's going through what he's going through in the prison. So prayer is key. Prayer mm-hmm. invites a holy God into our circumstances all the time and we must take it seriously prayer actively all the time it activates that armor that we put on Mm -hmm. that's what activates that's God's armor and each piece of armor must carefully be put on with prayer Mm -hmm. you don't put on you put on you just don't put it on you put it on and you pray about what you're putting on because you're putting on God's armor and so you want to pray that, and that, mm. that's what activates it. Each piece of arm must carefully be put on with prayer. This prayer is, listen, it's spirit-energized. If the Spirit of God should energize you as you pray, the Spirit of the living Lord mm. inside of you, it should be energized. The Spirit also enables. It's an enabler, right? And the Spirit it directs us of how we should pray and what we should pray. Praying in the Spirit is an admission of a believer's ignorance and dependence on God. Oh, that's good. I mean, I think about that prayer, really, listen, listen, it's, it's, we are too ignorant. I mean, the Bible even tells us something we don't even know what we should pray pray for, right? right. And so we are, it's our ignorance, but, but it shows that our inadequacy and taking care of ourselves and that we have to be totally dependent on a holy God to help us and to protect us and to see us through. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so critical, so critical. Prayer invites God into our circumstances every time. It's kind of like this. It's, like, it's like, like the Internet allows us, even now as we speak to all of you, listen, it gives us at this time access to you. Yeah. Even though you. we're not there with you, <laughs> we have access to you, right? And we're not in the same room. But yet we're in the same room. That's kind of weird, ain't it? And so how cool is that? And that's the way prayer is when we pray to God. We're activated. We're activated by it. So prayer the same way. You have access Mm -hmm. to God, even now, folks, Mm -hmm. through prayer. Mm -hmm. And it's no different than what we're doing here, speaking to you through social media. We're not with you, but we know you're there. And you know we're here because you you see us, right? We can't see you, but you can see us, right? (laughs) So, but hey, but we're with you. And God is the same way. I think that's precious, man. That's so cool, right? That is good. To know we can be connected and not really be physically together, together. and mm-hmm. do that. So that is, that is uh, pretty good. So let's go on to number four. Uh, your weapons are not physical. <laughs> your weapons mm. are not physical, right? In fact, this takes from Isaiah 59. When Paul was writing this, he was probably thinking about Isaiah 59, verse 17, where he said, He put on righteousness like a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on garments of vengeance for clothing, and he wrapped himself in zeal as in a cloak. The armor of God is God's armor. See, this is what I'm saying. It's not our armor. It's not something that we're putting on that's ours, but it's God's armor that he's putting on each and every one of us. He gives to us. I know. He gives it to us, and that's so cool. So we need to make sure we pray. So so God provides the best Mm -hmm. for the test. So don't forget that either. God provides the best for the test. Mm-hmm. For whatever it is we're going through, God has, has, has lavished himself, has, has offered his best. Listen, think about what Jesus did on that cross. Mm-hmm. G- God offered his best, his pure mm-hmm. son, holy son. Listen, listen, to bless us and to save us and to rescue us from ourselves. And so it's the same thing for each and every one of you. Mm-hmm. We are well equipped, listen, for what? 
sure. every battle. That's right. We're well equipped. But listen, we've, but we have a responsibility to him and in order to be well equipped, right? 2 Corinthians 10, this is what 2 Corinthians 10, 3 and 4 says. And verse 3 says, it says, For though we live in the body, we do not wage war in an unspiritual way. Since the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, hear that? But are what? Powerful through who? God, for the demolition of strongholds, we demolish arguments. So That's good. See, and that's another reason why mm-hmm. it's so important to be in God's Word. Because mm-hmm. we listen to so much that the world tells us oh, about yeah. ourselves that we don't know the truth about mm-hmm. what God says about mm-hmm. us. And that's why it's so important to, mm-hmm. to be in the Word of God, understanding what He says about us. Because mm-hmm. it's what He says about us that matters. Right. See, it's all the stuff the world has told us the way we should look or the way we should um, <laughs> dress or mm-hmm. the way we should live. You know, mm-hmm. that's why the breakdown of the families is mm-hmm. is uh, rampant in our nation. Mm-hmm. It's it's all of this um, um, backbiting and arguing and all of that. It's not by just happenstance. It didn't, I mean, that is directly designed by the enemy to cause division. He'll do it in families. He does it in relationships with uh, couples. He does it in, um, uh, on a wider sense in your church. He'll do it in your government. I mean, he's just busy because he knows his time is limited. That's right. That's right. I think about all the different things that we do battle with in our society, in our world, in our culture. And I think mm. about this. I, saw, I heard a statistic the other day among African Americans that 70% uh, of families are single-parent families, 70% mm. in the African American arena. You know, that should never be. Wow. But listen, it's not much better in just in our world, in, 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 the, in the Caucasian. It's over 50%, mm-hmm. and that's even in the church. That's in the church, folks. So something, there's a disconnect there. And once again, that disconnect is, is, is we've got to turn our faces to the Word of God. We've got to live out the principles of the Word of God. The Word of God, God gave us principles, not to sit there and hammer you with a bunch of rules and tools, and, and just a bunch of rules to do this, don't do that. It's not about that. It's about, it's about being in intimacy with Jesus. And mm-hmm. as you're in intimacy with Jesus, he reveals his truth to you. And as mm-hmm. he reveals his truth to you, then you adjust mm-hmm. your life to follow in his footsteps mm-hmm. of the way that he's leading you to go. And so many times, I used to see this. I mean, one of the things that I used to do in my student ministry uh, for years is every other year, I would take my students on a five-week series through the Song of Solomon. And you're like, now think about folks 40, 50, 60, 70 years ago, how many of your pastors actually preached out the Song of Solomon? It's a very intimate, very descriptive book, and it's something that they don't do. But here's the thing, it's a necessary, it's the Word of God. And we're supposed to preach the entire counsel of the Word of God, and not just in, 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 uh, in, in, uh, in, uh, in what and it's not, the Song of Solomon is not just about preaching about, you know, yes, it does talk about where, you know, hey, Jesus is our bridegroom, we're the bride, this is how we're supposed to conduct our life. But it also gives you some principles on earth mm-hmm. on how to, how to establish that relationship with somebody else, mm-hmm. God's way. God has a specific order. God is not the author of confusion, but he is, the, listen, he is the author of order, and he knows what's perfectly best for you and for me. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear statistics like that, I hear statistics in the church where the 50% of families are raised by single-parent moms or divorces rampant in the church or whatever. These things should never be. It really shouldn't. 
if you understand and you live by the word of God. Now understand that there's things that happen in people's individual lives mm -hmm. that are sometimes out of their control. Somebody walks away. You can't help it if somebody walks away. But here's the thing is that we need to look at the word of God and we need to, we need to wrap our lives into the word of God and let the word of God lead us. And mm -hmm. I promise you when you do that and you do that, you'll find that God will, he'll honor that mm -hmm. and he will honor that in your life. And so it's just like this whole uh, put on the armor of God. Yeah. Listen, if you've never read Ephesians mm -mm. 6 and you read no. this, you would know nothing about it. No, so. be, because it's all, it's all the enemy mm -hmm. and um, trying to deceive, to redirect you by um, telling you lies that, that aren't true. And it's because, especially if, you're, if you are a, a Christian and you're trying to do work for the Lord, you're doing ministry for the Lord, well, he's going to do everything he can to stop you from doing that. It may be fear that wells up in you, and you think, oh, no, I could not do that. So what, whatever, whatever it is that we, um, we think we um, are weak in, those things, he tries to... Um, one of the questions in the class that when we were doing this was, well, how does he know how to get me? Right. And so that was one of the questions they asked, and that's, he knows because of things that have happened in our past. Right. Things that... Um, have come up or things that happened as a child or things that have been taught to you your whole life said that you, you couldn't do it, you're not good, you won't ever succeed. And those things get deep-seated into our hearts. And so mm -hmm. then it just comes back. We have to be reminded again. We just have to be reminded of what God's Word says about it. Mm -hmm. And don't be lazy and just apathetical mm -hmm. that That's these right. things can't happen to me. He would not attack me. Well, yeah, he would. So we, um, we get, yeah, thing. we get so complacent, exactly, right. and where we think we're really strong, you know, he can still, you know, That's right. affect us. come against Definitely you, yes. Affect us. And so then on the number five, number five, the enemy knows he is defeated mm -hmm. and knows he can't mm -hmm. win. Listen, listen, I think it's in the book mm -hmm. of James, it says that the, that the demons even know the word of God, and what do they do? Tremble. It says they tremble. So, <laughs> so listen, they know the end of the story. Let me tell you, Satan knows the end of the story, and so do the demons. They know the end of the story. They know mm -hmm. the word of God. They know what mm -hmm. God's word says. And listen, and they tremble. And so, listen, what they're trying to do is bring everybody down with them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so, listen, don't listen to the world. Don't listen to, listen, you got to go. And that's, that was the thing that uh, I've had uh, some folks uh, uh, from our congregation, I have some folks that would send me some things. Oh, hey, Pastor, you need to watch this. You know, this is this is so true. This is so you know. And it's almost like it's a mm -hmm. kind of a conspiracy theory, and you listen to it, and it sounds good, but then when you start mm -hmm. really listen, it's not really. It's kind of like contrary to some aspects of the Word of God. So you know what, folks, you just need to really listen to what God's Word says. You know, and there's all kinds of people. I was listening to a movie. We were watching that movie, The Babylon. Was that Babylon uh, thing? Babylon uh, to America. Babylon to mm -hmm. America. How they're posing America as one of the beasts, you know, and we may be, I don't know. But the thing is that this guy was uh, mixing, taking the word of God through the book of Daniel, and it was very good, very accurate in a lot of what he said. But then it got to the part about the Sabbath day and different things, and he started changing up some different things that, you know, that pertain specifically to the nation of Israel and not so much for the new covenant uh, today when, since Jesus came. So, so we have to be careful, I think, of what we really mm -hmm. listen to. Let the Bible be your guide. Let the Bible mm -hmm. be your resource and your source 
for everything. That's your Bible really should be the litmus test of everything of else word. that you hear. It's the truth. It yeah. is because it is the absolute truth. It's infallible, and you can't beat it. I'm telling you, you can't mm -hmm. beat it. Stay true to the living Word of God, and mm -hmm. let His let His truth permeate your heart and your mind, so that when you are faced with certain situations and certain things that are out there, that you're aware that, hey, guess what? That's why you put that helmet mm -hmm. of salvation in your mind to protect your thinking, mm -hmm. you know, so that you think rightly. And we'll get into all of those in the subsequent yeah. weeks. But, uh, but his time, Satan's time is limited. And so his dark power, so is his dark power, is very limited. We must understand that God's power and armor, listen, is much stronger. Amen. That's right. Amen. Because it's his armor. It's his, right. it's his power. And he and his armor cannot be defeated, nor can it be destroyed. That's right. So, I mean, God is everything. I mean, so here's the thing, folks. You and God make what? You make a majority. It's you and God. Listen, you and God, you can't be defeated. Between you and God together, you cannot be defeated. It's impossibility. And so God is with you. And so, anyway, that's kind of like what we want to talk about tonight mm -hmm. as far as recognizing the enemy. And so uh, we had some discussion questions like, in what ways uh, do I pose the biggest threat to the enemy and his purposes? So in what ways do we pose the biggest threat to the enemy and his purposes? Well, what I would think you say? for me, um, you know, we're, we're trying to do, we're trying to lead the ladies ministry and do Bible study with the ladies mm -hmm. um, here. And um, sometimes um, he, he works on that, you know, like it's, mm -hmm. it's not, um, it can be scary. It can be, it can be intimidating, you know, um, and those things that, my tendencies and what I do now, we stay in the word. Mm -hmm. We do that. And we're, um, I have a wonderful group of ladies that just really encourage me and that, that helps do. me. But, you know, um, we just have to, uh, he's, he's good. His strategy for me would be to um, catch me off guard in an insecurity, um, to be frightened and to get anxious about it. But you know what? You just rest, you just rest in what God has taught you, mm -hmm. what he's shared with me. Mm -hmm. And then um, and you just convey, you know, this is what he's doing in my life. Right. Th th this is what has happened in my life. Mm -hmm. This is what he walked with me through. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you know, that's, I mean, I think sometimes that's where we grow out of what God has done. He stretches us out of a mm -hmm. little bit of uncomfort. Mm -hmm. And that's okay because that's when we grow. Right. We, we do grow from mm -hmm. that. So. And I wrote down a few things about, you know, in what ways do I pose the biggest threat to the enemy and his purposes? <laughs> One thing is preaching the word, right? When I preach the word, that's, that's a huge threat uh, to the enemies. Uh, prayer to surrender to the Lordship of Christ. That's one thing that I try to earnestly do is stay prayed up uh, and, and stay surrendered to the mm -hmm. Lord. So that, that's, that, to me, that makes me, I think, a bigger threat to the enemy. Uh, being intentional and reaching out to other people. Uh, I try to be intentional. That's a, definitely a threat to, get to uh, the mm. devil's, uh, devil's uh, below kingdom, right? So, uh, so I try to do that. Or sometimes even like I have people that would, uh, and, and, uh, would ask me to speak or something and come speak at an event or a church or a school or something like that. And there was a time when I used to, because that was like a weakness of me, mine. So I would turn around and I would uh, actually, I would say yes and I would go. And it would get me out of the comfort zone, but I knew that the Spirit of the Lord was upon me and that he would um, uh, see me through. So uh, definitely that, I think, posed a big threat to the enemy when he yeah, see he couldn't keep me in. Yes, he doesn't want you yeah. to be effective. That's right. That's right. And he doesn't want any of us to be effective. So when you think you can't public speak or you think you can't do something, listen, 
then what you're saying is that God can't do it in you and, and, and with you. So I don't know why that's doing that. So anyway, but, um, but anyway, so just be thinking about that. And so, um, and uh, the other thing that I was wanting to talk about was what are my flesh, this tendencies, my innate passions and weaknesses? What are they? So I think that's, that's where he gets us, right? That's mm-hmm. where Satan, because listen, we got to understand that this is a struggle, it's mm-hmm. a wrestling match with him. So, right. so he watches us. He, um, believe me, he is scheming mm-hmm. against you and me. Mm-hmm. And he watches our tendencies. What do we tend to do? In a crisis, do we tend to quake back in fear and anxiety? And if that's our thing that we do, if that's our go-to, he mm-hmm. knows that. So he will hit you with those darts. Well, he's you know? a roaring lion. He is. That's and so, you know, so that is what we have mm-hmm. to understand and know. And, and know that he is watching you. Not only is he watching you, he will watch your family. He will watch your husband mm-hmm. and what his tendencies are so that he can, if you're trying to have a good marriage and, mm-hmm. and, and work for the Lord together... Believe me, he's going to come <laughs> against you with things, right? That's he tries right. to wiggle in there, and, and he will do whatever he can. He yeah, does. So his sole purpose is to stop us in our tracks, mm-hmm. render us ineffective for the kingdom of God so that we won't go forth to bring glory to his name. And yeah. that's his whole purpose. So when you feel insecurities, man, go to Lord. What I love that verse. It's when you're in a fix, it's Philippians 4, 6. You go there and you get that peace of God to know he's there. He will not call you to something he won't equip you to do. You know, he's there for us. I remember that time that I had an opportunity before becoming a pastor or youth pastor or anything, uh, my military friends wanted me to come and speak at a reunion that they had. And uh, so Danine and I went there and I tell you, I was up the whole night before. I was supposed to speak at the memorial the next day in, in, in the patio area. And, uh, and so I went down there, and we had a, a little gospel group we traveled with. And so I'm down there. And when we showed up on Friday, they were all plastered, drinking beer and half drunk and all that stuff. And I'm like, wow, you know. And then I remember uh, uh, on a, what was a Saturday night, we spent the day there Saturday and Saturday night. I couldn't sleep all night long. God had given me a message to share with them on Sunday morning. And these are the same guys that I used to party hardy with all over the world, traveling with them, you know. And now I'm going there to share the gospel of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ and to give a testimony, give a little lesson. And I didn't even, you know, like I said, I was before my time in the ministry. And so, but I, I accepted that challenge. You know, when they asked me to do a memorial service to remember those that had lost their life that were in our unit, uh, then I couldn't say no, you know. And so I'm down there. And I'm nervous as a cat boy on a hot tin roof. I really am. I'm nervous as all get out. And we get out there, and I, we get everything set up, and, uh, and, and I felt so inadequate, you know. And, so, and this is the way the devil comes at me in my inadequacy, you know. And so I sat there nervous. I just prayed. We prayed together, and we did what we did. And listen, lo and behold, after I, get, I gave, uh, did the message, gave an invitation. We had about 20, 25 folks that it was like when I asked people to raise their hands that just received Christ as their Savior. And I said, raise your hands. And it was like, you could see them all like in a big row down there. And so I was like, man, I was so shocked. I said, what do I do now, Lord? You know, so I had him come up. We huddled up. And when we huddled up, we sat there and just, and I prayed with them. And I told them when they get back home, 
to find their um, uh, find a Bible believing church, get plugged in, let them know that you've been uh, saved and that you need to get baptized. And so, and so, and that's that's exactly what I did. But here's the thing: is when I got done, and I saw all these, I was so overwhelmed to see all these folks give their life to Jesus. It just really it rocked my world, and I was thinking, "Gosh, man! I, I mean, I I don't feel you know." I didn't feel adequate in my speaking or what I was presenting or anything like that. And then I went back and I went and I started praying to God. I said, I said, I said, I said, Lord, I just want to thank you for what happened here today. I see, and I said, I feel so inadequate, right? You know what? Like God spoke in my spirit. He said, he looked at me, he said, like pointing his finger saying, you're right. You are inadequate. And he said, he said, I wanted those people to know that it wasn't you that were doing it, but I was doing it through you. And so, and I've never forgotten that. And that was, man, that was long before ministry. Long before okay. ministry. We were doing music ministry, but that was it, you know. So I've never forgot that. So for some of you out there, you know, sometimes my fleshly tendencies is feeling my ability to be inadequate. And you know what? And, it, and it's true, it is. None of us have the ability to do anything we do mm-hmm. apart from Jesus. We know that's why I love John fifteen five. That's why I know apart from Jesus we can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Because he has shown me time and time again. He shows me, you know, I know the enemy is the one that's out there. The invisible enemy puts thoughts in you and doubts in you and he wants to render you ineffective and he will do it when you let him and you don't trust in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, my friend tonight, now maybe you're out there, maybe you haven't truly trusted Jesus as your Savior. I want to encourage you right now. Trust Jesus as your Savior. And listen, invoke the power and the presence of the Spirit of God to come into your life and to save you from yourself and save you from the enemy by asking him to come into your heart and say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Lord, I I ask you to save me today. Save me tonight during this Bible study. Lord, I ask you to come to my heart. And Lord, I feel so inadequate. And Lord, I need some help and some assurance. And so I ask you, Lord, to save my life. Save me from my sin. Save me from myself. Save me from everything, God. I ask you to come to my heart. And Lord, I trust you as my Savior, Lord. I repent and I give. I turn around from the things that I've been doing in doubt and trusting in you. But I turn around from those terrible things I've been doing. And Lord, I turn to you, Jesus, alone that I would run to you, God, that I would chase after you with all my heart. Lord, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and change me. And Father, I thank you. I want to live for you the best way I know how from this moment forward. And for some of you that are Christians out there, listen, think about this. You're out there and the enemy's out there. And listen, we are all inadequate. Apart from God, we are very inadequate. We're going to mess it up every, every, every stinking time, time right? <laughs> every we'll time. mess it up. And so listen, God wants you to trust him to rest in him, to let him lead you and guide you into all truth and, and let him be the fulfiller of your life. Let him do it. And listen, look at, and, and man, get close to godly people who have been through it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and a lot of times in order for us to get to what God wants us to get to, we have to go through it. That's a way, listen, I, I have never known anybody that truly learned anything by everything going perfectly right. <laughs> you know sometimes we think we're no 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 no. usually it's always perfectly wrong because we're trying to do it in our own power mm-hmm. but when god's perfect power does it in through us and we're submitted to it god has a way of delivering us through anything and everything so listen know who the enemy is 
He's crouching at the door. The enemy is a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour. And believe me, he wants to devour you. He wants to make you doubt. He wants to take a disease that kills a family member and cause you to think, God, why did you allow my family member to die? I want to tell you something. I said, you know, heaven is not that bad of a place. And Jesus wants us to be there with him. Of course, we have to know Jesus is our Savior if we're going to be in heaven with him. So the important thing for all of us and our family members is do we know Jesus? And so we need to get out there and make sure that we share the message of the gospel that people would come to know Jesus Christ. Amen? So listen, I thank you uh, for being with us tonight. It's my prayer that um, this kind of helps some of you out there tonight to think about the enemy and who it is. And maybe it'll also get you to maybe jump in and dive into the Word of God. Ephesians chapter 6 I challenge every one of you, men and women, children, listen, read it and heed it. Let God speak to your prayer before you read it and read it and let God's Holy Spirit enlighten your mind and heart to the truth of his word. Amen. All right, I'm going to pray us out of here. Father, I thank you for this time together and I thank you for your precious word of God. Lord, use this word, Lord, to touch every heart and every mind, and every soul. We thank you for the time together. We thank you, Lord, that Lord, we, had, we know who the enemy is, but help us to keep our radar up, help them to keep our eyes wide open, our ears open to the word of God, Lord, to your spirit, God, that you would reveal to us what is truth and what is error. And Father, we just give you praise for how you're going to do it. We thank you for those who may have been delivered from uh, being lost to being saved. We thank you for those who may be struggling with doubt or insecurity or an inadequacy like myself at times. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you just do your perfect work in all of their lives. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the power and the perfection of your precious word, for it is truth. And Lord, we want to know the truth because we know the truth will set us certainly free. And Father, I praise you for this time with my wife. I praise you for this time with Brother Danny and for the uh, uh, for um, Brother Frank and Catherine. Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for all you're doing in all of our lives. Give us a good night's rest tonight that we can wake up refreshed in the morning. Lord, we pray for our world, our nation, Lord, the countries of the world, this virus. We pray for families who have lost loved ones. We just lift up uh, to you, God, all that you're doing. And, Lord, we give you praise for the churches. We give you praise for the me- uh, the message of the gospel that's being proclaimed worldwide, even as we speak. People hear the hope that we can have in Jesus Christ, the only hope for humankind is Jesus. And Father, we thank you for it all. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday morning. And guess what we're going to get back into? We're going to get back into the book of Acts so we can finish it just like everybody wanted to hear, right? Acts. So this is good. This is good. It has been good. I know. You think it's been good? I think it's been good too. That's really taught me a lot in as far as the church and what we're supposed to be about. And so uh, and there's a lot more interesting things in there that we can get we get to learn about so see you sunday morning at 10 30 god bless you all if you need anything holler at us man let us know what you need all right we can help we can help we can help all right god bless you bye-bye Thank you.